let me just say, if you're having a bad day, hit the reset button. It's not just your dusty old Nintendo console that has the ability to do that. So if you find yourself in a rut, hit the reset and start your day over again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Welcome everybody to another episode of Let Me Just Say. I'm your host Jesse, also known as Dodgers underscore blues on Twitter. Welcome back. Thanks for everybody who's been tuning in. I appreciate it. Everybody's been, you know, um, not everybody. A lot of people have been reaching out, telling me that they, they've been listening and they've been enjoying the show. So it means a lot, man, because when I started doing this, I wasn't really sure why I was doing it or if anybody even would really give a shit about what I'd have to say. So uh, it's cool to it's cool to know that some of y'all are listening and a lot of y'all are relating to some of the shit that I'm talking about. So I appreciate it. And all the DMs that I've been getting, I appreciate those and, and keep them coming, man. Cause it, uh, you know, it reassures me to the fact that I'm not just over here being an egotistical maniac, talking into a microphone twice a week, spewing off a whole bunch of bullshit that nobody cares about. So, but, uh, episode eight, I think episode nine, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to stop counting and giving numbers. It's just, it's just another episode. So I kind of wanted to start off this episode talking about one of the hot topics on, on the internets, the worldwide web recently. And, uh, that's one simple phrase. Okay. Boomer. Now that term, it's been getting used here frequently, probably for the last couple months, but it's spread like wildfire here in this last week and a half. And we all know that millennials has also been a trigger word for um, you know a good period of time now. So we we have the battle of millennials versus the boomers. Now, first off, I don't even know where the fuck I fit into either one of those categories or if I fit into one of those categories and I'm not willing to look it up. I just know I'm not offended by either of them. So I feel like I'm not a part of either of those groups. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But what I do know is is ridiculous that I saw a tweet the other day trying to compare the word and phrase okay boomer to using a very inappropriate very hate-filled word that I obviously will not use on this podcast, but it is a um, a hate-filled word used for the African American race. So you guys, you guys know, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen the tweet. He compared the use of the word "boomer" to that word. Now, how fucking ridiculous is that statement? I get the word boomer might upset a lot of people that fit into that category because for whatever reason, 
they take offense to it because they think that we're, whoever's using is undermining, undermining them based off of their age. To me, that's ridiculous. Now, I understand if you get a little irritated with it or you feel like someone's uh, not valuing, you, valuing your opinion or you feel like they're just trying to use it to, you know, make you feel terrible about yourself or whatever. I, I get all that. And, you know, if that's the case, I understand. But to try and compare the word boomer, oh, there's my dogs. God damn it. Um, to try and compare the word boomer to. Okay, I'm back. Goddamn door-to-door salesman. And that's a whole other thing that I'm going to talk about on this podcast here someday. But what was I saying? To try and compare the word boomer to a highly hate-filled word, my man, I don't know whether you were just trying to get some reactions on Twitter or whatever, but that is nonsense. Because... (laughs) There's not hundreds of years worth of pain and, you know, negativity and hate filled around the word boomer. But there is with the other word. So, but you know what's funny? I see a lot of millennials saying like, why the fuck are you upset for us using boomer? Well, let's just talk about that because... For probably the last two years, I've seen a lot of millennials get upset by the fact that they've been referred to as millennials and millennials are ruining this and ruining that, which also I don't agree with. Like, okay, boomers, you just spent the last year and a half busting millennials. I air quoted right there with my fingers. You spent the last year and a half busting their balls about shit that they're ruining. So now that they've kind of taken the power back and flipped it on you, you're going to send out tweets referencing or trying to compare the word boomer to that hate-filled word? Bro, I wish I could slap some people upside their fucking head some days. I wish the President of the United States, whoever it may be, I do not agree nor disagree. I will not get into politics because I don't give a shit about any of that. But I will tell you that I wish he would assign me to be the official Twitter bitch slapper. So anytime anybody said anything stupid on fucking Twitter like that guy did, I get to fly to his home. I get to knock on his door. And when he answers the door, I just bitch slapped the shit out of him. And that's what you get. That's your penalty for saying ridiculous fucking things on Twitter. You get bitch slapped by Jesse, the official bitch slapper. Of Twitter. So. I think it's a great idea. Let me know what you guys think. Maybe we can make it happen. We'll start a little petition. You know. And um, I'll start handing out bitch slaps. Because. There's a lot of fucking people that that need them. (laughs) You know. So. And sometimes I might have to slap the shit out of myself. Who knows. I'll hold myself accountable. I'll bitch slap myself for saying something stupid. But you ain't ever going to catch me comparing the word boomer to a hate-filled word like that. That guy needs to take a goddamn seat. 
but why, why is everybody so mad? Why, why are you getting mad over the, the phrase boomer? And why are you getting mad? Why did you get mad over the phrase millennials? Who the fuck cares? Really? You're reading some words on Twitter and you think that it's a personal attack, I guess. I don't know. I just don't think that, granted, if someone comes at me sideways and says something personal about me, I also get upset online, but I would never let some random category of age range be the reason why I'm getting upset. I don't give a fuck. Call me a boomer. Call me a millennial. I don't know what I am. And I'm not going to look, so I don't give a fuck. All I know is that it's ridiculous to try and compare that word, and it's ridiculous to really just Okay, ageism. I saw someone received an email today that had to explain that the term boomer was okay, boomer was not okay in the workplace. It's ageism. We've been using millennials here for a long time. Is I guess because millennial is an actual phrase and maybe boomer is considered slang? That may be it. I don't know. But... Everybody just fucking relax, whether you're a boomer, whether you're a millennial, or whether you don't know what the fuck you are like me, let's just relax. But while we're talking about millennials and boomers, something came up, and it comes up actually often with um, some of my coworkers and even some people that I just know who have children um, who are coming into the teenage years, and here's something that I just, maybe it's just because it's different times and age, and I assume that's what it is, and the world's kind of crazier now than it was when I was a child, but how old is it, how old are you okay with your child staying home? At what age are you okay with your child staying home alone and not having a babysitter or not sending them to, you know, a friend's house or whatever the case? At what age are you okay with that? Because, I mean, shit, when I was growing up, I mean, I had a babysitter, but I think probably once I reached the age of like maybe 11, maybe even earlier than that, 10 maybe, I was just kind of left to fend for myself and not in a bad way. I don't don't want anybody thinking here I had terrible parents to take care of me. But, I mean, if they were going to the grocery store for a couple hours or they had a dinner to attend, like, take me to Blockbuster, take me to the local video store for those of us who didn't have Blockbusters, or you know, and get me a couple VHSs, rent me a Nintendo game or whatever, and, you know, give me the phone number of the restaurant you're going to be at, t- show me how to dial 911, <laughs> and see you later. Like, lock the door and tell me not to set a fire. But... Nowadays, that shit does not happen. You will not. I have coworkers who have children who are reaching the age of 12, 13 that aren't even trusted at home by themselves. And uh, so it just. I've always had the argument with them that, like, what do you mean? You won't leave them home alone? Like, they have a cell phone. Like, 911 is easy to dial. Like, you, they can instantly get a hold of you at any moment, basically, with your phone. Like,. But, like I said, I I guess it's a new day and age, and there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in this world, but I just kind of wanted to get some feedback. How how old, for any of y'all that have kids, at what age do you leave them home alone now, and what age are they? 
Or is there a certain age that you have planned in your head? Like, all right, 15 years old. That's when they like, are you really getting a babysitter for your 14 year old? Does that happen? I mean, to me, I think a 14 year old should be able to stay home alone and manage to not burn down the house and not get abducted. But I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. And, and I'm not judging anyone. I don't care if you fucking get a babysitter for your 18 year old. Do you? I'm just was like, it blew my mind that people didn't at a certain point, just be like, okay, well, I'm not going to pay for someone to come over here and take care of you because you can take care of yourself and you have the ability to make the same phone calls that they would if you were in danger. Now, I mean, I guess if you're fucking unconscious and you can't make a phone call, well, I mean, I get that, but for the most part, I think, you know, somebody who's in their early teens should be able to maintain staying home alone, but I don't know. Who am I? I'm I'm just fucking some asshole on the internet. So, but let me know what do you do. You leave your kids at home? How old are they? Or are you going to leave them at home? Do they still have a babysitter? Does anybody have like a seventeen-year-old that they have babysat? That can't be right. Like people are babysitting at seventeen years old, right? They're the actual babysitters. But I don't know. I got left home alone a lot as a kid. Not a lot. Again, I don't want to make my parents sound like bad parents, but, and I turned out all right. (laughs) For all y'all that read my tweets and shit, I'm only like maybe 40% crazy, but that's only because of, uh, you know, I don't know. My brain is wired differently. That's not because I got left home alone, but I made it. I made it through. I only had one emergency as a kid at one time. My mom went to church. I, I can't remember where my dad was, but uh, my mom went to church, and uh, I was home on a Sunday morning. You know, it was two hours, whatever, however long church is. I did not attend. I was not a fan of church as a child, a teenage, mid, early teen. And for some reason, I decided that um, you know I'm hungry. Well, not for some reason. I'm hungry, so I decide I'm going to have a bagel, cinnamon raisin bagel, which are my favorite. And like an idiot, instead of using a butter knife to slice the bagel in half. I decided to use a steak knife. Well, <laughs> that didn't go so well. I cut right through the bagel and through the tip of my finger, my thumb. There's still a scar there today. Goes from one edge of my thumb to the other. And I bled fucking profusely. And I thought at the time that my brother and my sister were home. They were not. So there was like a trail of blood going through from the kitchen to my brother's room. Knocked on his door first. Went in, nobody's in there. Fuck. Went into my sister's room, nobody's in there. My mom's at church. This is pre-cell phone days. So I I had to call the church. Well, actually, you know what? No, I called my next door neighbor. And uh, they went and uh, grabbed me. And then we went to the church. And then I went to the doctor. And they, they put a whole bunch of stitches in my thumb. But look, at, if I can cut my thumb basically in half and figure it out, Without a cell phone, just a home fucking phone, without the ability to directly get a hold of my mom, I feel like you guys can leave your kids home and they can be all right. But again, who the fuck am I? So do you guys leave your kids home? Yes, no. How old are they? Let me know in the replies when I shoot the tweet out for this for the link for the show. So, Hey, speaking of my mom and my parents, I got it. Well, not my parents, sorry, my 
father's no longer with us. Um, but shout out, you know what, before I move on, shout out to all the veterans. I'm, uh, my dad was a Vietnam veteran. Um, it's, it's something I'm passionate about. I, I know a lot of people, I get it. It's, you know, I'm not asking you to be a fan of war and what comes of war, but I, I'm a pro, I'm pro veteran. And like I said, my dad served, he actually volunteered to go, you know, when the draft happened, he, he manned up, right, went right in and, and signed up to go. Um, because he knew it was a good possibility he was going to get drafted and he didn't want to sit around and be one of the guys that was waiting for that. So he, uh, he went in and, and signed up and, you know, he did, he did a tour in Vietnam and I mean, it, it definitely affected him and it definitely, you know, his whole life after the fact, um, changed, obviously, you know, Vietnam was a fucked up war. Um, I mean, war is fucked up in general, but I don't know, man. I think just fighting in the jungle is, is, whew, it's fucking on another level, you know? Like, I get it, the urban um, combat that they have nowadays in Iraq and Fallujah and all those other places that we've been fighting for what it feels like the last 20 years. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy because you're, like, going door to door. It's, like, city-based, and um, that can only imagine what that's like as well. I'm not undermining that by any means, but uh, I think fighting in a jungle, like, when it's raining you're sopping wet, you know, it's just, I don't know, so, anyway, um, shout out to veterans, um, I respect y'all, I got love for y'all, I always do, you know, try to, when I see, um, you know, a veteran, like, at my, at my, uh, work, or my job, or, I always try to, like, go up and say thanks, you know, but, uh, so shout out to y'all, I appreciate everything you do, all the sacrifices that you made, you know, but, um, what was I saying? Oh, my Joan update. I don't know if I've ever said my mom's name. It's Joan. But uh, she called me the other day, and uh, she's doing better after the hip surgery. She's up and moving. She had a little bit of a setback when she came back from church recently. She was taking off her shoes, and uh, I think she pulled a muscle or something. She's getting up there. I mean, she's going to be 70 here soon. So, you know, every little thing you get injured at, at a certain point in your life when you're an old person. So, But other than that, she's good. Uh, side note. She's talking about moving to California. So where my parents live, they have about six acres um, back back in Pennsylvania, and there's a house on it. Um, and, you know, it's she's just kind of getting to that point where it's hard to maintain, you know, mowing the lawn. It's a lot in a whole house for a 70-year-old woman, you know, to take care of it. So she kind of floated the idea uh, out about moving out here to California with me, which I'm open to, you know, like I've said, I don't have a ton of family out here. I have one aunt that lives in the Bay Area, but outside of that, you know, I'm kind of solo, so, but, you know, you know, it's a long movie. It's kind of tough. It's that there's a lot of moving pieces to that. I mean, she has 50 years worth of, maybe even longer. I think we moved in that house when I was, I mean, probably even longer. Um, but you know, worth a shit that is in that house that she'd have to figure out a situation about cutting down some because moving across the country with a whole lifetime of, of stuff sounds like something that I'm not signing up for. Obviously there's moving companies and she'd use one of those, but anyway, um, yeah, she's talking about moving to California she wants to buy a house out here. Um, (laughs) she even, she even dropped the, the question and she'd be like, do you want to move in? And I'm like, mom, come on now. I love you, but I, <laughs> I don't think I want to, 
I don't think I want to move in with my mom at this point in my life. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I've, I'm currently a single, you know, I, whatever, I'm not getting into my relationship status too much, but I'm not, I'm not moving in with my mom. I know that that's what she wants. You know, she's like fucking been missing her. I'm the baby of the family. She's been missing me for the past, you know, 11 years. I see her once a year or so, but it's not the same as 365 days a year. So I told her, well, I mean, we, we could talk about that mom, but, uh, I mean, regardless, if you can find a place close to me, you know, I, I can come visit you you know, basically multiple times a week or whatever the case may be. So we'll, we'll revisit that. But, um, yeah, she wants, she's thinking about moving, moving to California. She said, um, I mean, it's listen, Pennsylvania gets a shitty weather for a good portion of the year. I mean, it's humid as fuck in the summertime falls, nice leaves change, but weather drops off quick. And then, I mean, there's some winters where they're hitting, you know, negative digits and they're getting, you know, a foot or two of snow, you know, throughout the, throughout the winter randomly. So, and it's just, you know, it's a lot to take care of. Even if you have somebody that comes to shovel your driveway or, I mean, it's, it's just a lot. Anybody who hasn't lived in snow, boy, it's, it's fucking cool to look at for about an hour, but any substantial snowfall, fuck out of here, man. If you don't like winter sports and, you know, like, uh, snowmobiling or skiing or snowboarding or any of that if that's not your forte then fuck snow it's the worst man and i don't want no part of it so i mean like i said it's it's cool to visit it's cool to see for a little bit spend the day in but no thanks on on living anywhere where it snows for an extended period of time so you know but she's also been talking about like uh so like i said in previous shows, my I lost my father last January. We're almost coming on a year here, which is gonna be kind of crazy. Um, to could try to like, I don't know. But uh, she's been talking more and more about like will kind of shit, you know, like what's gonna, who's gonna get what. And obviously, I have an older brother and older sister. They have a different father than I do. My mom was once married previously to to my parents' relationship, but um. You know, she's like, just kind of really been talking about that lately, which has been kind of fucking with me a little bit, you know, thinking about losing her as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a tough conversation. I don't know how many of you guys have had it with your parents about last will and rights or whatever the fuck they're called, will and testament, or I don't even know. Um, but just kind of breaking that down, like, hey, here's what's going to be left to you and here's what you're going to need to do. Or are you going to be willing to do that? Like, she's... If the, if she doesn't potentially ever sell the house and move, like it will go to me. My dad wanted it to go to me. I'm his only child and his actually only son. And my brother and my sister both own. Sorry, that was a big old <laughs> breath. Um, my brother and sister own property back there uh, in Pennsylvania as well. So, uh, you know, she's just kind of been talking to me about it lately, and it's kind of fucking with me a little bit. So. I don't know how many of you guys have had those types of conversations with your parents, like, well, hey, when, so when we die, here's what's going to happen, you know, and if you are having those conversations, don't, don't take them for granted, man, like, because I sort of did probably years ago when my dad was still healthy and they started bringing it up, I was like, ah, whatever, man, like, no, I don't care, just let me know, you know, and now here we are, and my dad's passed, and, you know, my mom's about to be 70, and I mean, for the most part, she's in good health, but who the fuck knows, you know, so, 
just, uh, I don't know, make sure that when you're having those conversations that your parents understand that you're committed and you understand everything and that you're willing to do whatever it needs. I mean, you know, there's property taxes and whatever. There's, there's a lot that goes into like shit getting put, you know, left to you. So just, I don't know. It's kind of been stressing her out a little bit. I could tell. So I'm trying to be a good son and, and just ease her mind and just listen, you know, whatever it is, I'm grown, you know, and I'll be able to handle it and I'll be able to figure it out whether, you know, she's just worried about, well, what, what if you have to, you know, you're trying to try and sell the property. That's all, you know, whatever, mom, I'm, I'll figure that all out. Don't, don't be stressing out about that kind of shit. Whatever you'd like to leave me, whatever you'd like to leave my brother, whatever you'd like to leave my sister. I don't care about any of that. I don't care if I get left anything. I've said that multiple times, you know, like that's, I've accrued enough crap of my own here in my adult life, to be honest with you. So, but if you're having those conversations, just kind of take them serious. If you're not, you know, like, wow, you're not going to die. You're not going anywhere. Well, you know what? I thought that too. And, uh, (laughs) didn't play out that way. So when you sit down and you have those conversations, you know, just, I don't, I don't think anybody's gonna be joking about their parents dying, but just think about what it's like to try and plan your death and, and the moves that are going to be made after you're gone. That's got to be kind of fucked up. I haven't even started thinking about Will. I mean, I I can't even imagine sitting in front of a lawyer being like, well, yeah, when I'm dead, you know, so. But that's a Joan update. Jesse's mom update (laughs) that nobody ever cares about or asked for. But uh, reach out to your mamas. Tell them you love them. Say the same thing to your dads if you don't. You know, like I said before, my dad and I were never I love you guys. We knew we loved each other. I knew he loved me and he knew I loved him, but we never said it much. Um, But, uh, yeah, reach out to your parents and tell them you love them. They'll appreciate that shit. All right, moving on. We're, We're officially in depression season in terms of baseball it's gone baseball is over um the winter meetings are starting up here shortly so that should be interesting a lot of rumors floating around about where these large name free agents are gonna go possibly some key trades i saw a tweet today that someone was saying that they talked to um it was john morosi that he's gauged a lot of um in executives in baseball and they think and he thinks or they think that either Chris Bryant, Mookie Betts, or Francisco Lindor will be on new teams by opening day of 2020. And that's pretty crazy because those are three. What, Chris Bryant's got an MVP. Mookie won an MVP. And Lindor has MVP potential. And they possibly might be playing for new ball clubs by the start of next season. So hopefully maybe on the Dodgers. But... Yeah, we're in full depression off-season mode. 137 days as of today until opening day 2020. Probably 100-ish until spring training. I don't really know. I'm not counting down spring training. So not a lot to talk about on the baseball front. Still don't have MVPs announced. The gold gloves got announced. Um, I talked about that. No MVP status yet. I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, but yeah, everybody's bummed. I, I'm not, 
I've talked about it, you know, football is whatever to me. I think it's just, there's so much crap in the NFL. Like, who the fuck's good? Two teams? I don't know. I know I see a lot of Deshaun Watson talk on my on my timeline because of how many Astros fans I follow. But, and obviously, Mahomes is, is a G. And, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I just miss baseball. And I know a lot of you guys that listen to this are baseball fans, so I tr- I try to include a little bit here and there in every podcast, even when we're not talking or there's not baseball going on. So, I don't know, 137 more days. Let's count them down. But until then, I'll cover some hot stove shit. Hopefully we do see some relatively quick signings this year. I do not want another fucking offseason like last year when, we were, when Harper and Machado are just staring at each other's dicks waiting for somebody to move. Just sign a goddamn contract. You don't have to like d- in ten years, no one's gonna remember that you that you signed the bigger contract than the other guy, because no one gives a shit but you. So just sign the fucking contract, man. Making millions of dollars. Stop making us wait until fucking ten days before the fucking season opens to know who's playing for our team. Sign a goddamn deal. Why we're talking about this? How about the Braves shit about how um. Their GM, I think it was, he said some shit about he kind of knows where everything, how everybody's already feeling in terms of what free agents they might sign. And that became a whole big deal with the Players Association because they feel like it's, you know, it's kind of fucked up, which it really is if you think about it, because they're like, well, what do you mean you already know? You guys aren't even giving us an opportunity to talk to any teams, but you guys already know what moves you're going to make. So kind of an idiot statement, and uh, I know they said baseball is going to look into that and whatever, but just sign some contracts, please. Please don't make me wait fucking and see. <laughs> I probably sent 47,000 fucking Bryce Harper tweets last year offseason thinking he was going to be a Dodger. Um, I'm I'm not ashamed to say that. I, I wanted Bryce on the team, you know. Hindsight's 50-50. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that we really need him, but um, we obviously didn't. But uh, yeah, so let's let's make some moves, man. Let's make this offseason interesting. At least give me a bunch of free agents signed as quick as possible, and uh, you know, just make me forget that baseball's not here. So I don't know what else I got. How how'd you guys like voicemails last time? I thought they were pretty interesting. Um, I got a bunch more and I want you guys to know if you don't hear your voicemail, like I can only fit so much in. I'm already at 30 minutes on this episode. I ain't playing any voicemails yet. So I'm going to jump into those here in a minute. But if you don't hear your voicemail, I'm not just forgetting about you. They will eventually be played, but it's, it, you know, if you leave a minute voicemail and I talk two, three minutes about every voicemail time builds up. So I will get to your voicemails. I appreciate you guys calling. I need you to keep doing that. And uh, I guess speaking of that, the call-in number is 510-516-3563. So just call in and leave a voicemail. You can shoot me a text. If you don't want to leave a voicemail, I'll read off your text. But uh, again, it's 510-516-3563. And remember, the name you leave at the beginning, I don't hear that unless I pick up the call which I'm generally not going to do. So if you want your voicemail to have a name so that I could say, hello, insert name here, leave it in the actual voicemail. I don't hear the names at the beginning. That's for like, if I pick up the call, it says, do you want to accept a call from fucking whoever? 
and then I say yes or no and send it to voicemail. So leave your name in the voicemail. No one's going to know if you say your first name really who you are. And I mean, if you're going to ask some sideways (laughs) crazy question, don't leave your name. But if you're asking just some random, you know, everyday question, leave your name. I want to chat you up. So, but uh, let me, let me jump into some voicemails here. Let me, let me see what the first one's going to be. So hang tight. Good morning, first of all. Dogs are awesome. Well, good morning. <laughs> My first female caller. Um, I do agree. Dogs are awesome. Continue. But what do you think? Dogs or cats? Second, people who don't use their fucking turning signals. That's all. Bye. Have a good day. Well, the first question is going to be easy for me. I'm a dog guy. I've had cats for pets in the past. um, And I like cats, generally. If they're nice cats. I like cats that act like dogs. I'll say that much. But I don't know if I'll ever have another cat as a pet in my life. Maybe. Maybe I'll have someone in my life that wants a cat. And I'm, you know... I understand how relationships work, so maybe sometimes you have to compromise and get a cat. But to me, I'm team dog. I love dogs. I love the loyalty they bring. You know, I've told stories about my dogs and how they're basically my best friends. So I'm team dog through and through. And uh, you'll never be able to change that. I would fucking go to jail for my dogs. Let that be known. If anyone ever harmed one of my dogs, I would legit murder someone for them. That's how crazy I am. But uh, second question, turn signals. Let me tell you, I am a very large proponent of driving correctly. I hate when people don't use their fucking turn signals. I hate when I let somebody into the traffic and they don't give me a wave. It's very inconsiderate. And people who aren't using turn, turn signals are either a giant asshole or they just think that they're better than everybody else and what they're doing doesn't matter as long as they're doing it. Some of you guys might not use your turn signals and you might take offense to that. Well, sorry, I said what I said. Use your fucking turn signals. So, question number two, I also hate when motherfuckers don't use their turn signals. It's one. You you would have to just move like one finger. Like six inches. And you can't even bring yourself to do that. I will tape your motherfucking hand to the turn signal. So that you have to use it. You lazy son of a bitch. Let me know when you're turning. Or else I'm wishing death upon you when I'm behind you in the car. It's that simple. What else we got? What up, Jesse? It's your boy Ray from SoCal. What up, Ray? Thanks for calling in, homie. I appreciate you. And uh, Ray and I have been kind of conversing a lot on Twitter since I released the podcast. Well, longer than that, but um, he's a good-ass dude. I've been having some good combos with him. So I appreciate you calling in, man. Um, But what do you got for me, brother? 
Uh, just want to say you've been doing a great job on the podcast, even if some motherfuckers don't appreciate it. Can I say motherfucker? I hope so. If not, oh well, it's already done. Ray, not only can you say motherfucker, I prefer you to say motherfucker when you call in. So drop as many motherfuckers as you'd like in the voicemail because that's how I get down. Continue, please, sir. But yeah, man, great job on the podcast. I've enjoyed listening to it during work hours and shit. Um, you know, fuck the people that keep saying, you know, that it's boring or whatever, that it sounds like a conversation after the bar shit. Oh, those are my favorite. Those are the fun ones. You know, drunken words or sober thoughts or shit. It's our, it's our inner thoughts or whatever the fuck those people say. But, uh, yeah, man, great episodes. Uh, yesterday's episode was highly enjoyable with the whole friends in real life, friends in fucking, uh, online shit. It's cool having both. I know people since I've been a kid. I know people from the internet that, like I said, uh, the other day on Twitter, shit, I've had some of the best memories with people online, you know, going to fucking Vegas, going to fucking Chicago for, you know, events and shit like that, so. And then as far as your Trump shit, you know, I don't fuck with Trump, fuck him completely, but at the same time, I don't pay attention to politics. All I'll say is this, I don't give a fuck who we party with, I don't give a fuck who celebrates it, all I know is I want our boys in blue to finally win that fucking thing. But uh, other than that, here's my question for you. What do you think it'll take for us to finally get over the fucking hump? We've had good pitching. We've had great hitting. I know 2017 was a heartbreaker shit. I was thinking about it just the other night. What do you think it'll take for us to finally get over it? Do you think we got to sign Cole, Rendon, both, figure it the fuck out? What do you think? I have my take on it, but I want to hear your take on it. I look forward to the next episode, and you have a nice day, sir. Damn, man. Thanks for the call. Um, thanks for the kind words, dude. I, I appreciate it. You know, sometimes I get in my head about, about doing this and, uh, it's guys like you and the other people that have been shouting me out that make me uh, realize, you know, I'm not just wasting my time or wasting other people's time. So I appreciate the kind words, homie. It means a lot, dude. And, uh, I'm, I'm hoping we continue to build our, uh, our friendship online and, and then, you know, eventually move that shit to Dodger stadium when we have the next meetup or whatever. So, um, uh, again, I'm funk. Tr- I'm fuck Trump too. I, I don't fuck with politics, but I know the guy's an asshole. So I'm with you, Ray. Fuck that guy. But um, what do we gotta do to get over the hump, man? I I think we need Cole, dude. Or I think we need. If it's Wheeler, I, I need Wheeler to become Cole. I guess. Uh, but I also think, man, it's Roberts has played his hand wrong a couple of times, dude, in some key situations, and I think if maybe they would have went the other way. Maybe it's us celebrating this year, man, because it's obviously that the Astros were beatable, you know? Uh, so what do I think we got to do? I, I think we do have to bolster, man. We're hundred million dollars, I think under, um, the luxury tax this year. And I know a lot of rumors are hitting the streets right now about trades and us. This is the year we're going to spend. I think we got to spend, man. I think we got to get Cole. I think we got to get Rendon. Now, do we technically need them? I think we make the postseason regardless without them. But I think a fucking infield with Rendon, Corey Seager, Gavin Lux, and Justin Turner playing first base, and then the mix and match in the outfield, boy, where, who who do you get out? Who do you pitch around? Like, Corey Seager's going to be hitting six, seven? Yeah, Anthony Rendon, Justin Turner, Bellinger, all inside the top four, that's fucking, I mean, 
If you can't win a World Series with that, then we ain't never gonna win. But uh, yeah, I think we gotta make. I got. We gotta shake some shit up, man. Because what they've been doing while working in terms of getting us to the postseason, it's not finishing the job, man. And I can only continue to fight the um, the uh, the positivity front for so much longer from the negativity trolls out there. And don't get me wrong, if you guys are negativity people and you, it's like fuck it, I, you know, if give me World Series or nothing, that's your prerogative. I don't roll like that. I try to see some positive outcomes in the season. But if you say World Series or bust, I'm never gonna be mad at you because I want to celebrate that shit too. So. Yeah, dude, I, th- I think we got to get, I think we got to get Cole at least, man. I mean, he, so cowboy, wh- why give him up to the Angels? How much more are they willing to pay him? Just, just let's, let's fucking throw down some stacks, man. Let's make it rain on Garrett Cole's ass. And let's get him back to the World Series where we won't leave him in the bullpen in game seven when he's already warmed up. So bring me Garrett Cole. At a minimum, but shit, I, I'd love to see some. Tra- I, I've fucking seen Mookie Betts coming to the Dodgers somehow, and I know it's all hearsay and trade rumors and bullshit. But we got to make some moves, Ray. Uh, I really do, do believe that we're not. We 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 are a contender right now. But if you sprinkle in those two guys, we go from you know probably the third or fourth World Series favorite to the number one clearly. So got to make moves if it's Cole if it's Strasburg which I haven't heard much about he'll probably sign back with the Nats I feel like he's that type of guy if the Nats are going to spend I haven't been looking at a ton of rumors but we got to make some moves because what we've been doing while working in terms of getting us to the postseason it's not getting us over the hump so give me them both man let's do it let's be a powerhouse next year even bigger powerhouse but thanks for the call bro I really appreciate it, man. You're a good-ass dude, and I look forward to continuing this uh, this friendship. So, shout-out to you, bro. Hey, this is Joe on a car phone. Ah, my first repeat caller. My good buddy, Joe. I gave out his at last week. I won't be doing that again. I'm not promoting twice in a week unless he's paying me. But thanks for the call, Joe, from your car phone. How many of you guys remember the first car phones? Like a bag phone. My next door neighbor, I remember that motherfucker got one of those bag phones and it blew my mind. We used to just go and sit in his mom's car and just call fucking people. Racking up her bill, probably charged, probably cost her like $500 for us just calling people and saying like, yo, we call him from a car phone, dog. <laughs> but uh, thanks for calling again, Joseph. What do you got for me today, brother? And I just, I'm wondering, is peanut butter a condiment? Joe, I don't know if peanut butter is a condiment, but I knew I do know that it's a staple of my life. I fucking love peanut butter. I always have. I love chocolate and peanut butter candy. I love peanut butter out of the jar. I will eat that shit with a spoon. I like crunchy peanut butter. I like smooth peanut butter. But I will only fuck with Jif peanut butter. Don't bring me any of the off-branded shit. Don't bring me Peter Pan with your broke ass. Maybe Peter Pan's not for broke pores. I don't know. I don't take offense to that. But uh, get the fuck out of my face when any of that fucking, you know, cheap-ass fucking peanut butter. Get out of here with the natural creamy stuff where you open it and there's like a layer of oil on the top that you got to mix it. No fucking thanks. 
bring me some goddamn GIF with the red top or else don't bring me shit. But to answer your question, Joe, not only is it a condiment, it's a fucking main course, it's an appetizer, it's a dessert, it's everything you could fucking think of. Peanut butter is one of the greatest things in the world. And I will always love it. So, what else you got, brother? And also, um, do you think that when woodpeckers are always slamming their face against a tree, that they ever get tired of that? Like, do you think they get headaches? And maybe they just wish their instinct to do that would, would like, subside so they could enjoy life without just wrecking their beak up against a knotty pine? I wonder also myself, so I figure you might. But anyways, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. God bless. Let me just say, I loved Woody the Woodpecker growing up. I still remember I had a stuffed animal of Woody the Woodpecker with a very, the beak was like made of plastic and I used it as a weapon. So my brother, he's got uh, quite a few years years on me, so he used to fuck with me a lot. And boy, when I had that Woody the Woodpecker stuffed animal with that fucking plastic beak, I used to swing that bitch at him and fucking that beak would just smash the shit out of his teeth sometimes. So, um, <laughs> I wish I still had that shit, to be honest with you. But, uh, do, do I think woodpeckers get tired of pecking? Do squirrels get tired of chasing nuts? Do fuckboys get tired of sliding in DMs? Nah, I think woodpeckers love doing that shit. Um, I hate hearing it. I know that much. I hate the sound of fucking woodpeckers at fucking 7 in the morning. I don't really know if I hear woodpeckers in California. Does California have woodpeckers? And it's really now weird that I'm saying peckers so much. I just, that weird. Did you ever say a word a lot and it starts to sound weird in your head? Well, that's not what's happening with peckers. Because I'm saying peckers a lot. Which is a reference of dicks, for those who didn't know. Um, But Joe, no, I think woodpeckers love pecking the shit out of some wood, bro. They feel accomplishment, man. It's It's like somebody who's a talented carpenter. Do they hate building crafts? No. They love that shit. So, I think all those little motherfuckers love pecking away. Because at the end of the day, they go back to their woodpecker bitches and they say, Yo, did you see what I did today? And those woodpecker wives, they say, I'm sorry for calling them bitches. Those woodpecker, um, very uh, lovely and talented women in their life say, We so proud of you. You did such a great job today pecking that wood. <laughs> so, nah, I don't think the woodpeckers mind pecking that shit. So... Peck away, woodpeckers. But thanks again for the call, Joe. I do see all your other voicemails, by the way, bro. But I don't know how many are going to make this episode. Because as much as I want to turn this into the Joe and Jesse show, which I think would be a hit. Because our phone calls are hilarious and I laugh the whole time. I got to give some other people some shine. So I'm going to save some of those maybe for the next episode. So thanks for the calls, though. Um, I appreciate you, dude. And I love you. Um, and yes, woodpeckers love pecking and yes, peanut butter is a condiment as well as every other thing that you can think of. So thanks for the call, brother. Let me see what else we got. Yo dog. What's up? This is Dwayne. 
my dude, Dwayne. What's going on, brother? This is a, another member of Dodgers Twitter that I, I got the opportunity to meet this year and somebody that I uh, f- frequently interact with on Twitter. Um, good dude. Always, uh, always. Um, he's, he's so Cal through and through, you can tell, man. He is just, he doesn't ca- come off even keel very often. Um, and just a good ass dude, you know, always, uh, always, you know, dropping some, some very, you know, good feeling replies. He's always got some positivity that he's, uh, that he's dropping on me. So what's going on, brother? What, what, what's, uh, what's good in the hood down South, man? Hey man, uh, want to let you know, you're the regular dude talking about some regular shit and I appreciate it, man. And, uh, that Twitter meetup. Dude, that shit was dope. Can't wait to have it happen again. And uh, just to let you know, the barbecue is coming, man. We're going to have a Twitter barbecue party at my house sometime soon. All right? Take care. Keep doing your thing, brother. Man, thanks, dude. I I appreciate it, dude. It's always, uh, like I said, I've been saying it's nice to have some people reassure me that, you know, I'm not just sounded like an asshole on here, but, um, he brought up the Dodgers Twitter meetup. If I haven't talked about that this year, uh, yet. So we had a dope ass meetup, man. It was random one random day. I don't even know how it started. It started off a Photoshop, um, that I put, (laughs) I think I put myself on the Will Smith, uh, picture when they're moving out at the end of the Fresh Prince and it's just him by himself in the fucking, uh, in the living room by themselves, by himself. And I threw myself on Will Smith, and I was like, if we have a Dodgers Twitter meetup, this is going to be it, and it's just me standing in there, because, you know, I talk a lot of shit on Dodgers Twitter, um, so I just ruffle a lot of feathers sometimes, so I was just trying to be funny, and people just started replying, like, nah, I'll be there, so I started photoshopping them in, and then it got crazy, and everybody was like, nah, I want to be on, I want to be on, I want to be on, so I just, by the end of it, it was literally, you couldn't even see the living room from the Fresh Prince anymore, it was just a whole bunch of photoshopped motherfuckers on there, and then it turned into the Dodgers Twitter meetup. You know, I, I made a couple of, uh, pieces of content with Dustin May and, you know, whatever. So I was just dropping, like, let's do it this day. And, you know, I was just shooting out tweets, you know, maybe once, twice a week to remind everybody. And let me tell you, leading up into it, I was nervous. I didn't think anybody, I thought there'd be a handful of people that were going to show up, excuse me, that told me they were going to, that I interacted with frequently, you know, but I didn't know what to expect. So, uh, show up that day. I was there kind of early, you know, or got in for BP. I have a VIP card. So I, I get into Dodger stadium a little bit earlier than everybody else. So I was, I was in there a little bit of anxiety going on, smashed a quick tequila shot to try and settle my nerves. Um, then my boy Gus, who y'all know from Twitter, if you listen to this and you're, your Dodgers Twitter, um, member, you, you know, who Gus is, I'm sure hit me up. He was there. I run up on Gus. What's up? Nice to meet you, dude. My 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 man Gus instantly hit me with some edibles. Like I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, so <laughs> I I didn't know I was gonna get edible high tonight at the meetup, but it is what it is. So um, long story short, um, we meet up with everybody else. Dwayne, his wife was there. A couple other people who I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name it all, but at the end of the day, it ended up being like 30 plus people were there. Some of them my close friends. Um, you know, my girl Lauren was there. My boy, Baseball Frank. Frank, you know him from his podcast, uh, Let's Be Frank. My boy, Brandon. Um, Amy was there. And the, I, I'm not saying all the ads because it'll just take way too long. And if I don't list you off, it, 
there was just it ended up being probably 35 plus people that showed up and it was cool as fuck man um we got to take a big old group picture um and it, it just it blew my expectations away um in regards to what what i thought would happen you know and i i hope to almost double that next year and i'm going to try and get it out maybe like a month or two in advance so that more people can plan for it to happen because i know people have to take time off for work a lot of people got to travel to make it happen so maybe we do it on a saturday and we'll go and meet at a restaurant pre before the game and anybody that doesn't really want to buy a ticket to the game because i understand game tickets can be expensive we just all kick it at the at the um at the restaurant for maybe an hour or two and then we anybody that wants to head to the stadium we just continue the dodgers meet up at the stadium that's kind of what i was thinking um, and we can workshop that or, you know, and I say we, I guess me, uh, I can workshop that. I, anybody that's willing to help me with the meetup shit, <laughs> like, uh, you know, hit me up in the DMs because uh, I'd appreciate it. But, uh, dude, a barbecue at Dwayne's house, man, I see you cooking. If you don't follow Dwayne um, and uh, I'll drop maybe some of the ats in, uh, in the tweet for this. If I don't, you need to be following Dwayne because this motherfucker would be grilling he is a definite grill man, and um, he's always got something on there that looks excellent, man. So sign me up for the barbecue, dude. I would love to come down and, and kick it and and have a couple brews and eat some eat some uh, barbecue, dude. So count me in for that. But thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the shout-out. Thanks for just being you, dude. You're a good-ass dude, and I'm, I'm happy that we got to meet. I'm happy that we got to, you know, start building this relationship, our friendship. So... Shout out to Twitter, man. It's a fucking dope ass application. And man, I wouldn't, this past year was super cool. Just getting to meet all these new people and growing my Twitter. And, uh, I don't know. Shout out to you, Dwayne, man. You're a good ass dude. Um, thanks for, thanks for coming to the meetup. Thanks for being supportive of it. Supportive of it. Thanks for listening to the show, man, too. I appreciate it. G, um, you're a good ass dude. And, and, uh, I'm glad that we got to meet. So thanks again, brother. Let's see what other kind of calls we got. Hey, so the finalists for AL and NL MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Scion just came out the other day. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on who should win each award and why. Love the podcast. So we didn't get a uh, name on that caller, but it's all good. Um, thanks for calling in. You know what's crazy? I kind of got, for some reason, I don't know why, but I just got some chills when, when he said, you know, I love the podcast. You know, it's a crazy to me, man, that people feel that way. And fuck, dude, it, it was a good-ass feeling. So shout-out to you for saying that because it just made my afternoon. I appreciate that. But let's talk about the finalists. So I'm going to list them off real quick. So we got the NL Rookie of the Year's Pete Alonzo, the Mets, Mike Soroka, the Braves, and then Fernando Tatis Jr. of the Padres, and then the AL Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez, we all know about him, Brandon Lowe, and then John of uh, the Rays, uh, and then John Means of the Oriole, Orioles. Um, in terms of Rookie of the Year, I think you got to go Pete Alonzo and Alvarez because those guys just matched the ball this year. They were both super impressive. They hit a ton of home runs. Alvarez obviously went on that crazy run when he got called up, even though it was you know halfway through the year. I think both those guys deserve it, man. Their bats were just impact bats for their teams. Obviously, the Mets weren't that great, but Alonzo did damage. I mean, I, I don't have all their numbers, but, I mean, that fool crushed, man. I mean, he, whatever rookie record he set for home runs was impressive as fuck. So 
Uh, I got to go with those two guys because they're just uh, Soroko was good. Fernando Tatis is, you know, fucking a five tool utility player. And I think he is going to be a superstar, but the injury kind of dragged him back from the the rookie of the year. Everybody else, they're not even in the same category as as these guys, in my opinion. Soroko has, is good. Brandon Lowe was was whatever, but um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Pete Alonso and and Jordan just because they change when they're up to bat. It, you know, it changes the game. So, uh, moving on, uh, what was it? What else? Uh, Cy Young. So we got Degrom, uh, Ryu, and then Scherzer. So Mets, Dodgers, Nationals, and then Garrett Cole, the Astros, Charlie Morton. Of the Rays and then Justin Verlander. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little homer here. I think Ryu deserves a Cy Young because his early, you know, the first three quarters of his season was fucking nasty and impressive, and no one saw it coming. And I mean, he was just filthy. The other two guys, I mean, you can't shake your head at Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer. That one's gonna be a tough one, and I could see any three of those guys winning it. But I think Ryu deserves it. A little bit of that is going to be that my homer status, but whatever. Um, and then in the AL, you got to go with Garrett Cole. I mean, the dude was just striking people out like with his fucking eyes closed. It was super impressive his K's this year. Like, and I know a lot of guys go to the Astros and and they learn spin rate, and just something clicks. What's his name over there? The pitching coach. Um, I forget off the top of my head, and I'm not going to look it up. Roundabout stats, but um. Yeah, so Garrett Cole and Ryu, my Cy Young guys, um, for sure. I think I think they both deserve the award, but um, you know, so do a Scherzer and Degrom and the NL. That could that's wide open. That could go anyway, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if either of the other two guys won it. So, and in the NLV, NL MVP race, we got Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers, Anthony Rendon of the Nationals, and then Christian Yelich of the Brewers. Uh, fuck, man, I gotta go with my boy Cody. His bat was just incredible. His glove was just incredible the first half and then slowed down a little bit in the second half. But a lot of guys do that. You know, it's just it's long season. So, but he, Cody Ballinger is, I won't say hands down because I think Rendon could steal this one. Um, Yelich got injured and that is a little bit of a drawback for him. But um, Rendon could definitely be the winner and I wouldn't be too upset. But I think Cody Ballinger deserves to be the MVP of the National League. In the AL, uh, Alex Bregman of the Astros, Marcus Simeon of the Athletics, and then Mike Trout of the Angels. And as much as I call the guy a douchebag, I think Alex Bregman probably is the MVP of the AL. Um, I mean, he probably hit, what, over 300, I think, 30-plus home runs, probably close to 100 RBIs, roundabout stats. And, I mean, yeah, Mike Trout probably could be the MVP every single year in the AL, but... I don't know, Bregman, I'm going to have to go Bregman and, and Cody Bellinger for the, um, for the AL and NVL, 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 AL and NL MVP. So thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate it. Like I said, man, when people say I love the podcast, that's fucking crazy to me. Crazy. Because while I've always known that I have the ability to kind of talk and bullshit and I never th- thought in a million years that anybody would want to listen to me. So uh, shout out to y'all. I appreciate it. Um, this podcast is running long today. I'm, I'm long winded. So I know it's tough to listen to an hour plus of uh, bullshit, but 
let's get at least one or two more calls in before I call it quits. Um, and then I promise if you don't hear your voicemail, I will get to them. And if it's topical, like if I play your voicemail next week and it's about some shit that's from a week ago, I don't give a fuck. Deal with it, everybody else. We're talking about it because they called in. They took the time to dial up and call me up and ask my opinion on shit. So I promise you will hear your voicemails no matter if you call, they're going on the show. I don't care if you call and you fart into the microphone for a minute and a half straight. I'm going to put that shit up there and I'm going to laugh my ass off. And I hope somebody kind of does that now. So, um, But uh, l- let me see what other kind of calls we got. And there we have it, our second female caller, or my second female caller. Um, do I have days where I say fuck everything? <laughs> Girl, do I ever. I have a lot of those fucking days. And I think a lot of us do. So don't feel lost in the fact that you have some of those days where you just want to say fuck everything. I mean, like you said, the birds outside chirping, they could be singing the best bird song that they know. You just want to tell those motherfuckers to shut up? That's more than okay. Because you can't just be peaches and cream every single day. That's not how the world works. So, yeah, I definitely have those days. I probably have them more often than not. But it keeps me grounded. And some days it just feels good to say fuck everything. So, yeah. I definitely have them. You're not alone in that, girl. But what else do you got? Also, thanks for telling me that you hope I'm having a good day. Because your tweets are awesome and your podcast is pretty amazing. But I'm just having a really fuck people day. Because sometimes people fucking suck and it's just annoying. Sorry for all the F words. Like, I think it's work. I think it's my work right now that is just driving me insane. People want a job, but they're not willing to put in the work. And I'm about to go off and just fire a bunch of people or jump out a window or something. Anywho, I hope you have a great, great, amazing weekend. And sorry for the little rat on this voice well thing. But I'll probably be leaving a couple more of these. Bye. Well, thank you, A, for uh, enjoying my tweets. I appreciate that. Sometimes I, I'm sure that you guys get sick and tired of seeing me fucking fire off multiples a day. But I appreciate the love that I get. Um, and, girl, let me tell you. I I totally agree. It, you know, There's nothing that frustrates me more than when I hire someone at work and... You know, they're passionate in their interviews and that first month or so, they're just gung-ho and ready to go. And then they settle in and the real person comes out and they don't want to do as much as they've been doing and they don't want to give 100% effort all the time. I I feel you. And that shit is frustrating. And there's only so much you can say to someone in a work environment. I want to sometimes wrap my hands around someone's neck and be like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you thinking? Like, why would you do that? Or why aren't you doing this? Or why do I have to tell you 30 fucking times the same exact thing? 
Like you're a grown up. You should be able to comprehend these minuscule facts and that I'm telling you and be able to replicate it. I shouldn't have to tell you 14 fucking times to do the same exact thing. You know, so I feel your pain, um, but I do not want you to jump out any windows. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, and don't ever apologize for ranting. I want people to call in and rant. I don't even care if you call in and just rant for a minute and don't ask me any questions. Don't tell me anything. Don't fucking tell me the podcast is great. If you just call in and bitch for one minute straight, I'm putting that shit on. Because that's what this is about, man. I just want to be able to talk to you guys and be relatable. And if you want to call and vent and get people and get it out in front of people so that they understand that there's more people who feel exactly like you feel, because a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand that there's other people that feel exactly the same way. You know, like I, I can't express to you like how much that I'm hoping this podcast just does the one little thing that I hope that this podcast can do is just make some people realize that you're, you're, you're your own person. There's no one like you, but there's a lot of people who think like you, right? So when you're having those freak out rants and you're fucking punching the steering wheel in the car, you're at in your office at work and you're pulling your hair out and you're frustrated, there's lots of other motherfuckers feeling the same way. So call in. Rant about that shit. Tell me about the fucked up shit that's happened at your work. Tell me about the shitty thing that you're, um, that's happening in your relationship. I, I would love the people calling in and ask me relationship advice. I'm not gonna. I'm not Dr. Drew. I'm not gonna get it perfect, but I'll give you some advice on your relationship on what you should do. You know, call in, leave whatever you want, curse as many times as you want. There's an E next to my uh, podcast for a reason. E for explicit iTunes knows we're going to drop some F-bombs. So drop it away. Rant to my inbox. And just let it out, man. Just You don't have to say your name. Just call in. And just drop some shit. Drop some knowledge on us. Bitch and complain. And, and I don't mean bitch and complain in a bad way. I hate that phrase. Let it out. Let out a rant. Tell me how fucked up your work is. Tell me how fucked up life is now. I don't care. Just... just or call in and continue to ask questions. So, But I appreciate the call, girl. You are not alone by any means. I am. I spend a lot of days saying fuck everything. I say a lot, there's a lot of days where I'm the opposite side of the spectrum and I love life and everything's great, but let's keep it 100. You can't always live in that space because fucked up shit happens in the world. Fucked up shit happens in our life. So some days you got to say fuck everything. You know, so you're not alone, girl. Thanks for the call. And please continue to call back and rant away because I love it. So let me take one or two more calls here and then uh, I'm going to call it a day because we're over an hour already. And, you know, Jesse, it's Frank, man. How you doing? Uh been meaning to call sooner, but I guess later is better than never. And here's my boy, Frank. Um, he's from, he's from twitter.com as well. Also met him a couple times this year at the stadium. A good ass dude. 
Uh, he's another guy that I've talked to a lot this past season and got to know and grown. And I consider him a, a close personal friend. And I've even said on previous podcasts that I think the first or second time I, I actually met him in person, I told him I loved him. So uh, he also has a podcast and I think he talks about it a little bit in, in the voicemail. I didn't listen to the whole voicemail yet, but, um, he has a uh, podcast, podcast, uh, a podcast with another, um, Frank who, was formerly from Twitter. I think he retired. I haven't seen him around. Said he was going to do it. I think he followed through with it. But uh, their podcast is called Let's Be Frank. And it's it's solely, you know, a Dodgers-related podcast. It's on iTunes. I'm pretty sure they're putting it up on Spotify and Podbean. Um, and they actually have a, a new episode coming out. And shit, I should have been prepared for this to give you the date. I think it said 11-13. Let me just pull it up on Twitter real quick. Yeah. Oh, nope. 11-19. A uh, new episode of season three of the Let's Be Frank podcast drop. So you guys need to check that out. Um, fuck all the other Dodgers podcasts. Delete them off your app. Um, just download this one and um, you know listen to these two guys because they're good ass dudes. They're knowledgeable about baseball, and then they they venture out into some Twitter type of stuff that's happening, Dodgers Twitter and whatever else. But both very knowledgeable knowledgeable dudes. Um, both good ass dudes and. Um, you know, I'm happy to uh, have met both of them. I actually met the other Frank as well at uh, at Dodge at the Dodgers meetup, Twitter meetup as well. So, thanks for the call, dude. Um, like you said, better late than never. Uh, I mean, shit, it's only been I, you know, it's, we only got a couple episodes, so it hasn't been that long, man. But uh, what do you got for me today, brother? But anyways, man, just wanted to chime in, ask a question uh, specifically about your podcast your taste in podcasts more or less like what podcast do you like to listen to obviously other than the let's be frank podcast i think you and everybody you know knows that you listen to that but uh what are some of the podcasts you listen to man uh whether it's not even just sports sports comedy uh i don't know some of that detective shit whatever it is man uh, i'm interested to know kind of what your lineup is there buddy anyways keep killing it bro proud of you gang gang buzz buzz motherfucker yeah. Um, so Frank self-promoted on there. I didn't even know he was going to do that, but yeah, for sure. Uh, everybody needs to tune into, like I said, to the let's be Frank podcast. Um, cause like, like I said, it's, it's my go-to for Dodgers. I literally listen to no other Dodgers podcast. So do that. But, um, good question, man. I like this question. Uh, I'm a podcast guy. Obviously I'm doing this for a reason. Um, some of the shit I enjoy, um, and, and Frank dropped that gang gang because we're both fans of, uh, a podcast that's called uh, The King and the Sting. It's got um, Theo Vaughn and then um, Brendan Schaub on there. Um, and it's it's a different podcast. It's comedy-based, and they kind of just roast each other or whatever. It's just like two guys that just kind of talk about trending topics, people sending questions, um, and, and Frank knows all about that. But they're two funny dudes, so that's one of their taglines is gang, gang, and then buzz, buzz. So that's why he dropped that. But, um... My podcast, man. So obviously, I'm a fan of King of the Sting. Um, I like Theo's standalone podcast. It's it's kind of similar, and I think I kind of base mine a little bit off of his because I like his style, and I just like he's he's a wild ass dude, but he also is down to earth and very relatable. So you need to check that out. It's called This Past Weekend. Uh, that's on iTunes. Um, you can find it. Um, and then I, I, you know, I'm a fan of, uh, Burt Kreischer's he's, he's got a podcast. I like comedy podcasts for the most part. I, I, you know, um, just 
I like funny shit to listen to. So what what else do I got in here? Let me see. So I obviously have some spot uh, sports podcasts. I have a Detroit Lions spot podcast that I follow. Um, Joe Rogan's always good here and there. You know, I tune I throw that on when there's a guest on that I like. Um, and then I like I listen to a little bit of baseball tonight. It has a podcast that I fuck with. Chris D'Elia has a podcast that I like more comedy. It's called Congratulations. Um, oh shit! One of the po- the first podcasts I ever been on that started that really kind of drove my hunger to do this was one of my coworkers. His name's his name's Mike, and then uh, he has a podcast with uh, two other gentlemen by the name of Alex and Matt. I've known Alex for a long time as well. I met Matt when I did the podcast, and uh, their podcast is called Three Hours Later. Now let me tell you. It's going to go into some nerd shit, you know, but they talk a lot about movies, video games, and then, uh, you know, nerd shit. So, <laughs> you have to like some of that kind of stuff, which I do. I'm a fan of, like, um, I'm a big movie guy, you know. Um, I'm big, I love Marvel movies. I read comics growing up, you know, uh, Ninja Turtle fan, all that kind of stuff. So, I, I can relate to a little bit of that, but um, they do do, um, you know, they talk about, Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that. It's their stuff. And I ain't never going to hate on it. But uh, if you like movies, check it out. It's called Three Hours Later. Just the three, not the word three. Or, yeah. Um, What else do I have on here? Starting Nine. That's a Barstool-produced baseball podcast with Dallas Braden and Jared Carabas. It's not too bad. I don't listen to it a ton. um, But that's really all the podcasts I fuck with on a, uh, extended amount of time. You know, I actually just started listening to, and I don't even know if he still, if he listens to my show, but, um, I started listening to, um, Lima time time. I don't, it's, I don't, I didn't name it. Don't ask me why it's named that, but, um, that's a, another podcast that I've been listening to recently by, um, a, a dude from, from Twitter as well. And uh, his at uh, his um, Twitter at is uh, P McClellan, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But uh, uh, Pat's a good dude, funny guy, comedian. Um, so check out his podcast as well. Uh, he's uh, he's an Astros uh, uh, an Astros fan, so it's Astros based. But um, yeah, so those are a couple of the podcasts. I don't have a ton of time, um, and like Theo releases two a week, um, and then on top of Rogan's and on top of uh, like Burt Kreischer and Chris D'Elia. So it's a lot of comedy stuff. I know the like murder mystery podcasts are big, and I tried to get into that shit, but my fucking ADD doesn't allow me to pay attention that well. I, I'll be like ten minutes ago by, and I'll forget. I haven't heard what the fuck's going on, and then I'm lost in the story. Whereas if I'm listening to comedy, you can kind of drift out and then drift back in, and and you know you're not too lost. So I know murder mysteries are big, and a lot of my boys listen to that shit, and they're always talking about it in the group chat. But I don't I don't fuck with those too much. So I try to keep it lighthearted. Um, and, and, you know, listen to more comedy based shit. So that's, that's a couple of the things that, uh, or a couple of the podcasts I listen to, but, uh, thanks for the call, homie. Again, let's be Frank podcast, new episodes on 1119. Make sure you guys tune in, like subscribe, all that shit. I know that, um, they're setting up Spotify if they haven't already. Um, they're trying to expand their reach as well. Not just iTunes based shit. So, Tune in, both good dudes, like I said, both very knowledgeable. They'll drop some Dodger shit on you. They, they know more than me. Like, I say roundabout stats, they actually have correct stats. So, if you want a little bit more that's, uh, uh, you know, 
you can you can uh, take the what they have to say to the bank in terms of Dodger stats and moves and head on over there and listen to the Let's Be Frank podcast because uh, it's a dope ass show and I listen to that shit at the gym all the time. Um, so I'm hoping to actually get on there with them at, at one point and the three of us kind of just chop it up and I bring my roundabout stats and they make me look stupid because they know more about baseball probably than me. So, but thanks for the call, Frank. I love you, homie. Um, and I'll see you in the group chat, but I think I got like one more voicemail left. Um, I'm almost at an hour and 20. This is going to be the longest episode yet. And, uh, I don't want you guys tuning out. So, uh, hang tight. Let me see what this last one's got. Hey, Jesse. So I'm calling about that post you made about, um, getting hit on at the gym. I think Lexi's right. You really don't want to be approached at the gym. I mean, especially me, honestly, I just go in, I put my headphones in, check in, headphones on. And that's it. I don't make eye contact with anyone, no matter what machine I'm on, no matter what I'm doing. I don't make any sort of eye contact. Because, I mean, I just go there to kind of free my mind. Same thing for when I go running. Not to have someone go up to you and talk to you. That's my opinion. So I think Lexi is correct on this one. New record. Um, three female callers. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. That means I'm not just getting listened to by a bunch of dudes that want to hear my angry voice and know that they're not the only angry motherfuckers in the world. But, uh, so this was a hot topic here on the old timeline recently. Um, getting hit on while you're at the gym. Now I totally understand Lexi's take. She said, don't hit on any woman ever at the gym. None of them want to be hit on. I think where the problem lies in that statement is there is some women that do like to get hit on at the gym. I mean, I love attention. It is why I am on Twitter. It is why I fucking create some content. I love getting likes. I love getting attention. So I have to feel like there's some people out there, some females that also enjoy that attention. And I don't think, I'm not trying to say like, oh, she's wearing some short shorts. She wanted that. No, listen, dude, you have to be able to feel the chemistry. There has to be signs of life before you go over and start to hit on a woman. Don't just go over there because she act like looked at you for half a second and you fucking got a chub in your pants and you're like, oh, she wants me. No, dude, like you have to read the fucking room, bro. Don't be a creep about it. You know, nine, probably 80% of the women don't want to get hit on. So if you're trying to hit on girls, maybe find the 20% or maybe wait for someone to approach you or just don't hit on women at all at the gym. I'm, I'm good with that being a thing, but I also see the other side of the argument. I see where there's definitely some couples, there's got to be some people who have met at the gym and eventually gotten married have had happy lives, right? And that might not have happened if someone didn't shoot their shot in the gym. So I get it, girl. I understand you're there to just mentally decompress. You want to listen to some good music. You want to listen to the Let Me Just Say podcast and just kind of get your workout in and fucking free your mind. I get that. I feel the same way. I don't talk to anybody at the gym. I don't even take my headphones out to ask if somebody's done with the squat rack or the fucking bench press. I just do the old point, still music's playing, you know, kind of do the old you done with this look and they say yes or no you know i don't say i don't like talking to strangers in general which is weird because i'm doing a podcast but 
I feel you on in in terms of you want to just go there, free your mind and get your workout in and, and get shit done and then just get the fuck out. But I also understand where I saw the other dude kind of saying, well, bro, what about the people who've met and have had happy relationships formed from the gym? So it's a two-sided coin. You know, I think there is some people that definitely don't mind to get hit on at the gym because they enjoy the attention and they, they want, you know, that's whatever they're friendly. And, but I also get the other side where it's like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm here to work out. I'm trying to get my squats in. I'm trying to get my booty fat. Um, and I'm trying to get the fuck out, you know? And I respect that. I, I've never once even, I think maybe once in my life, have I ever talked to a woman at the gym, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> well, I'm not in a relationship with her, so it didn't go there. But, um, yeah, I get it. I'm with you. You ain't going to catch me hitting on girls. But I also like to argue, and I like to fuck with Lexi a little bit. So that's kind of why I was giving her shit, and, and she gives it right back to me. She knows that all too well. But uh, I get it. You know, play your cards right, fellas. Read the room. Don't be a creep about it. Or ladies, don't be a creep about it. And just make... Maybe, you know, just like I said, figure it out in your head before you go up there and fucking try to press yourself up on somebody and have a conversation that they don't want to have because ain't nobody got time for that. So thanks for the call, girl. Um, Again, the ladies don't like leaving their name. I get it. They don't want my perverted listeners in their DMs. Just kidding, fellas. You're not perverts. I talk about shooting your shot, so I can't be calling people perverts for shooting their shot. Keep shooting your shots, fella. Fellas. Just pick your spots. And don't drop your dick instantly into a DM. And definitely don't pull your dick out at the gym. So. That's all I got for today. Uh, I'm going to leave you with some shit that came across my timeline. I'm a I'm a big Mac Miller guy. Um, it hit me hard when Mac died, you know. I... I grew up in Pennsylvania. He's a PA guy. So it was nice to see, uh, I'm a hip hop fan. It was nice to see somebody kind of, you know, blow up from Pennsylvania and rep it well. And I, I, his albums kind of just meant a lot to me. And when his, when he passed, I've never been affected by a celebrity death really before it, it, but that one hurt me. Um, and, uh, this video came across my timeline the other day and, and, um, I've been having some people reach out to me that are in in kind of a tough spot in their life and, and kind of just telling me that they're going through some shit. And, you know, I've, I've even seen some people say that they've thought about, you know, some real negative thoughts. And, uh, I don't know, this came across my timeline and, uh, I think it's just something that everybody needs to hear. So I'm going to run it out with that. Uh, rest in peace, Mac. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you this weekend. Um, life is good, though. I want y'all to see that life is great. Um, your life is great, too. Have a good time, man. Have some fun. Having fun is okay. Um, get some love in your life, whether that be another person or just loving yourself, man. Love is good. Spread love. Spread love. I'm out of here.